Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading The Bible by God. We're in the end game here, the final two episodes of the Amazon Book Club podcast, and we're going out in style, kicking it off with the Old Testament. Let's see if we learn a thing or two. Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Merlo. And this week, it's finally happening, folks. We are reading the Bible by God. Ever heard of him? The big guy wrote this in his spare time, and now we are <laughs> digging in. Uh, I think. Do you think he put it off? Do you think he was like, yeah, like he had deadlines and he was like, "Mm, uh." he had writer's block. Yeah. Like every author, he was just like surfing the web instead of writing. Yeah, I think so. I think this was a tough one to pound out, but he did it. Props to the big man. And now we're here and we're going to read it and we're going to learn a thing or two. Ganesh, I suppose you could, you could edit this out if this doesn't happen, but I think this is going to be a two-parter. I think we're going to have our first two-parter and this is going to be the the grand finale of the Amazon book club. Yeah, this is it. We're about to go retire, get a nice island after this we're all gonna accept jesus christ as our saviors and then we're gonna go uh on a mission together (laughs) gonna go uh build churches in the woods or something now i've always wanted to do something with my hands uh well i got an idea you do enough with them yeah we don't need to hear about your your hands and what you do with those the the devil's play things is what we call them well these devil's play things are fixing to build a church uh is that what you call it we, aren't, we haven't gotten there yet. We gotta, you got to convince me first. <laughs> got to read this thing, and i got to be sold. Yeah, I've never read it. I, haven't, I never got the time, to be honest with you. Me neither. Also, it's a tough read. Thick, no pictures, <laughs> uh, dense. I'm, like, I'm aware of like, the lore of it. <laughs> I'm aware of the lore of it in the same way I am of, as like Lord of the Rings, as in I've yeah. kind of just heard it throughout my life. I honestly know 10 times more about Lord of the Rings than I do about the Bible. I didn't care for Lord of the Rings, so I'm on the same level. I've met some of the fans, for sure. How could you not? Bible fans are uh, strong fans. Yeah, they are fanatics, you may say. Give Lord of the Rings um, another couple thousand years and you'll get a Lord of the Rings convention like one day a week, just like the Bible. That is true. The Bible does have a worldwide convention every week. That's impressive when you think about that. Yeah, not familiar with it. Haven't read it. Seen it in a number of hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, obviously, I wasn't awares of what happened in in the church, but I was always fascinated by it. I was always very curious. You have an excuse because you're Hindu. (laughs) Me and Shane, we're supposed to be this. Uh, no. What are you supposed to be? <laughs> I'm nothing. What's your background? I'm just nothing. Your parents? I mean, that's personal, but like, is you, you come from a Christian. No. Tr- you do Christmas. No? I mean. You don't do Easter? I mean, I. you can see a Christmas tree in my background, but you know, it's just for like fun. You do. You are the one displaying the most <laughs> religious fervor right now on camera. Yeah. The Christmas tree is bright. It's fun. It's the lights. Um, no, I don't know. I never went to church. I... No one like told me to. Me neither. I was actually kind of like advised not to go. By your family? Yeah. Where they ran out of the church? 
No, they just weren't into it. They didn't like how. I like, imagine you guys. I feel like the Berk. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to say your life. That makes it more personal. I feel like your family <laughs> are the kind of people who throw like snakes at you and stuff at church. Oh God, no! What Pentecostals? I don't know. No, you should be. I'd convert to that. No, we never really went. I don't think they were into like the whole like negative aspects of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we never went. I had a cousin that was Catholic. I went to his confirmation, and that was an eye opener. Eating the flesh of Christ. No, thank you. What was it? We're getting, it was a cookie. It actually tasted pretty good. One time when I was in high school, my friend for a while had been asking me to go to this church with him. And I kept blowing it off. And then one day, and I, I worked with him. He was a little bit older than me. One day he told me he would buy me some beer. Whoa. A case of beer. That's how they get you. If I went to this church with them. So, of course, I agreed. I was 16. He's like, this is the blood of Christ. You're like, hell yeah, let's shotgun it. I go to this church, and it's one of those. I knew it, something was weird about it the moment I got there because it was, this place was fucking massive. And you go inside, and it's like stadium seating. I was already like, I don't like this. I don't like the looks of this. And then there was a couple. Oh, no, you don't, like a, you don't like a big structure, huh? Everyone was too polite, almost. Very polite. That's my, you know what? I don't mean to interrupt, but that's always been my biggest turnoff <laughs> about religion is everybody's just so polite. It's like, I don't believe you. Anyway, go on. And there were a couple different rock bands. Oh. There were people crying during the rock bands. I looked around. I was like, I am in the wrong place. But you can't just like leave. You can. If there's like a thousand people there. And you're like somewhere in the middle of it. You know, it's it's like you're at like uh you're at a concert and yep, then you're, you're you know, everyone's seated and you're getting up and you're leaving. People will be like, you what's going on? I mean, obviously I'd never see those people ever again. But <laughs> just be like, I'm Hindu on your way out the door. <laughs> so when it, when it was over, I booked out of there so quick. I went to my friend's car and I got the beer. And then I'm driving home. And Drunk as a skunk. Jesus, take the wheel. There's a flash flood. I'm like, these two things might be related. I don't know. I had a similar experience. I had a friend um, who wanted to date this girl. And so he was like, will you come with me to youth group so I can hit on this girl? I guess he just wanted, I don't know. He wanted backup or something. I was like his Christian wingman. So I went with him to youth group. And I was like 16. I was already to the point where I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about all this. <laughs> so it was, I wasn't like, I wasn't swayable. I was just like there for the, you know, ping pong and acoustic guitar. And anyway, I went and they brought me down to like, I guess somebody caught wind that I wasn't really into it. And they brought, oh me boy, did they beat the shit out of you? No, they didn't. But they did bring me <laughs> down. They brought, they had like, like a bonfire. This was honestly, in retrospect, a terrifying setting we were in very rural virginia like middle of fucking nowhere virginia and they brought me to this bonfire and they're like get closer get closer and i was like i'm, I'm pretty warm <laughs> this is good where's the marshmallows they're like no 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 you gotta get really close so i got really close <laughs> to the point where like you know when you're really close to a fire and your eyes start to like <laughs> you gotta like keep your eyes closed mm-hmm. they're like you know he said it like so friendly he was like you know, this is what it's like when you go to hell. <laughs> he was like, this is what happens to people who don't believe in Christ as your savior. And my eyes were just watering. And I was like, you're not, you're not doing a, a good sell here. <laughs> you got to work on your pitch. Yeah, that's a little fucked up. Maybe he was just like, you know, working through it. I need a Ganesha's guy. Nobody handed me a beer. Yeah, I actually was in a similar social predicament. I, all my friends were into that shit in high school, like the youth group stuff. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say shit. All that good stuff. uh, Yeah. So they were into all that. And I wanted to hang out with them because we talked about 
video games and comic books and stuff. So anyway, I, I like had to get permission. I went on this like trip with them to like an hour away to like Richmond, you know, mm, and big, it was like, a, it, yeah, it was like a thing. We went to like Fuddruckers, which was sweet. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, Fuddruckers was a place that I think definitely went out of business, but you could build your own burger and it had a toppings bar. It was nasty, but it was good. And they had an arcade. So, you know, anyway, I went and I was like, yeah, it's fine. But all I wanted to do was like play Frisbee. And then I was like, okay, I don't really, I'm not a Frisbee guy. Okay. And then, um, I don't like the disc. But then I went to the service on the Sunday as the first time ever doing it. And there was just so much like singing and like, yeah, the vibe just wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is like not it. And then I just never hung out with them again. <laughs> so got I, new friends. Yeah. I think the, the, <laughs> the common thread here that I think is what put, uh, put us off to it is uh, the common thread is the vibe of positivity that I don't relate to. And I don't want to experience. <laughs> I also don't really care for the sense of community. That too. Yeah, I agree. I don't like shaking hands and being like, whoa, whoa, welcome. Like, I, don't, I don't know you and I don't care if you're here. Go home if you want. Yeah, I don't. Sorry. We're starting off strong being like, I don't buy this. <laughs> so I'm hoping this book changes our mind. Right? That's the hope, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to. I hear it's pretty big. So we, I want to see what it's all about. Last thing before we jump in here. I got to lay my cards on the table here. I got something to repent for. The one time I ever opened a Bible and did anything with it, Died. I was on vacation. And I, I went, I was, this was back when I lived in Virginia. I know where you're going with this. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm pretty sure if this story is going the same way I think it is, I've done the same thing, but go ahead. I rolled a joint with a page out of the Bible. <laughs> yep. And I smoked it. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Because it's the only paper we had in the hotel, all right? It wasn't meant as an insult. Right. But what'd you pick? Did you pick a specific one? I, you know. I picked one out of the middle so nobody noticed it was gone. <laughs> Gotta use your favorite verse, dude. Also, the I don't know about you, if, but the pages of the Bible are really thin, so I think I used a couple. Anyhow, <laughs> I feel bad about it, and I'm hoping this episode makes me see the light and uh, kind of, you know, puts me on the right path in life. Is there a, um, a synopsis to get into here? <laughs> yeah, we got it. What does the author's page say? Tell us a little bit about this guy. Yeah, what, uh, is it, yeah, what do we, what do we, uh, well, first off, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, where you been? This is the last fucking episode. <laughs> what we do on this podcast is we read a free ebook every week. This week we're reading the Bible, which is the freest <laughs> ebook of all. Uh, and then we talk about it, we rate it, we review it, we have fun. Usually we jump from the 15 to or the uh, 15. I'm just fucking it up here in the last one. We go from first page to 25, 50%, 75. This one we're just kind of go, we're going to just read a couple choice stories. The hits, right? The hits, the greatest hits. And then we're going out with a bang. Amazon Book Club will be dead after these uh, Bible episodes. And in January, we will be coming back, much like the, the big guy himself, JC. Uh, as So he's like the main guy. Is that right? I mean, that's what I've heard. I don't think he shows up until part two, though. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He's definitely like the Steve Urkel <laughs> of the Bible. <laughs> He's not there in the beginning, and then they add him later, and then he's just wildly popular, so it becomes hit. all about him. Big hit. Yeah. Ratings through the roof, and then towards the end, yeah, things just kind of go off the rails a little bit. Peter's out. They, they move to CBS. They recast Harriet. It's a whole disaster. You said Urkel, but it could also be like the nephew from uh, that sleeps outside of uh, Step by Step. Well, you got that backwards, because the nephew who sleeps outside in Step by Step disappears because the actor was convicted of domestic violence. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I do have it backwards. I guess I'm going to learn a lot this episode. Yeah, we're starting now with the lessons. And that's number one. Don't talk about Cousin Cody from Step by Step ever again. <laughs> so, yeah, after these Bible episodes in January, we will be relaunching as the Let's Stop There podcast. Uh, you know, same vibe, similar premise, <laughs> just different branding. <laughs> Almost the exact same premise. We'll see if we're allowed to record after this one. Jesus, we might get a uh, hate mail. But um, yeah, this is it, folks. This is the Bible. We have a synopsis. Can you sh- anything you want to say about any any kind of uh? I mean, it's the good book. Mm-hmm. Oh, me? That was a question directed at me. I mean, kind of. But if there's no synopsis, because why Do would I have be? anything to say about it? Nah, um, you know what? Actually, I don't want to hear your thoughts on the Bible. <laughs> we'll catch those over the course of the episode. You just want to jump in? Yeah, let's just dive into it. Let's go. We're going to kick it off with the, you know, the first page. Let there be light or whatever the fuck. Let's hear it. Yeah. So we're jumping into Genesis. This is. uh... Well, wait, let's take a break. We got to do jump music. You don't just start it. Yeah, we're jumping. We'll be right back. We're going to get your popcorn out and get ready to learn a thing or two. Would you ask Shane? I asked if there's a dedication <laughs> to my one and only son, Earth, <laughs> or is it the universe? I was going with Jesus, but you know, <laughs> all of them. Oh, all of them count. Oh, he's in it. All righty, here we go. First page of uh, the book that's about to change my goddamn life. Oh, sorry, my life. Uh, Ganesh. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that anymore. Well, I can do it now, but afterwards. That's on. I'm, I'd imagine that's on the first page, right, Ganesh? Yeah, it's a, the first page is just a, cut, a list of rules. Don't say goddamn. Don't smoke a joint <laughs> out of the pages. Get really close to the fire. Feel what it's like in hell. Uh, and um, definitely hit the toppings bar twice. Uh-huh. And last one, crack a cold one. <laughs> you're you're going to want a, a nice beer with this. Also, about a third of the way through the page, it says, if you like what you're reading, smash the like and subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Wait, what? Yeah, that's God's an influencer. <laughs> all right let's hear it first page of the bible okay here we go this is genesis all right yep in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth nbd the earth was no big deal i just did it whatever the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of god was hovering over the surface of the waters should we clarify this isn't like the legit bible we're reading like an easy bible this is the new living translation version of the bible no joke. I just want to get this in here. We were on the verge of reading the Bible for dummies. <laughs> and it didn't lend itself to the podcast. So this one's going to have to do. Also, that you can't mess with that for dummies brand. I feel like they'll take you. You'll, they'll take you out. That must have been an actual for dummies sponsored book. It was. I thumbed through the uh, the demo version and it, it was honestly <laughs> just a little taste of the Bible. It was uh, still going over my head. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Let's get back. I want to hear the good news. Then God said, let there be light and uh, wouldn't you believe it? There was light. No riffing. No God. riffing on God's word. Yeah, don't riff on him, dude. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. Back to basics, baby. I like it. I'm just going to skip forward here. What? What? What are you doing, dude? Why are we skipping? I want to hear more. Because, like, if he's doing night and day, you know he's doing lunch and dinner, too. I want to hear about breakfast. What was God? He's just defining some words, okay? He's like, that's the sky. Yeah, I want to hear it. This is what I'm here for. 
You never wanted to know who made Night and Day? Now I know. I don't know who came up with that. Okay. All right. It, it even prompts you to skip ahead to the next section. What kind of Bible's like, you know, you can skip this shit. <laughs> it's a choose your own adventure. <laughs> Jump to page five if you don't care about how God made lunch. <laughs> it was suggested, so I'm going to do it. Okay, that's fine. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was complete. Boom. <laughs> Done. Page one. <laughs> now the good stuff happens. Hey, all I got to say is thanks. Now you can you sit on the couch for a minute. He didn't make couches yet. All right. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, <laughs> so he rested from all his work. On the seventh day, God made... Wait, uh, he, he took a break? He did, yeah. That's when he made the couch. He's like, I'm going to kick back. <laughs> Wait, do you think that's why he made the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> yeah, he was like, on Sundays, I'm going to need something to watch. <laughs> Here we go. He just whipped up Lambeau Field. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do just fine. <laughs> And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. The man and woman in Eden when the Lord God made the earth and heavens. Neither wild plants nor grains were growing from the earth. For the Lord God had not sent the rain to water the earth and there was no people to cultivate the soil. All right, I gotta say, first off, kind of an oversight. Yeah, right? Where you just you just made a big rock, dude. What are mm -hmm. we doing with it? Come on. You know what he did was like he started a roller coaster tycoon file and then he <laughs> put in all the rides but didn't open the park up, you know? You're right. You're right. He's laying the foundation. <laughs> yeah, you you know what? You're hundred percent right. You do gotta get the infrastructure down first. You gotta lay pipes and, and power lines or whatever. But he didn't hire the janitors that like he was supposed to and like the entertainers and the electricians, mm -hmm. you know. And much, you know, much like the from what I know of the Bible, I feel like in Roller Coaster Tycoon, you can punish those who don't believe in your creations. Like if they are barfing after your ride or sad after your ride, you just pick them up with the little tweezers and drop them in the water. And God did that a whole bunch of times. Um, let's keep going. I want to hear more. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Well, that's convenient. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. Hey, I wasn't doing anything else with it. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and then he placed the man he had made. And the Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground. Trees that were beautiful and produced delicious fruit. Damn, this Ooh. guy's straight up playing The Sims, dude. This sounds fun. I would like to be God. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. taking away from this book. I mean, think about what man's got right now. He's just chilling and he's got like Welch's fruit chews everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's heaven on earth. Can we get a little bit of that? Ooh, baby, in the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of the knowledge and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The first branch he called the Pishon flowed around the entire land of Havila, where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and onyx stone are found there. And the second branch called Gihon. I can't be saying these right. I apologize. Yeah, sounds right to me. Float around the entire land of Kush. Kush? Oh, that sounds right. Kush, baby. OG. Wait, so... That's what I rolled up in that Bible page. So he's making... First off, mm -hmm. he's dropping some gold. Yeah. He's dropping some weed. Oh, yeah. And he's dropping some snacks. Damn, this guy's... He's setting it all up for us. He's a good host. Yeah, we're having a good time so far. 
you give me a big screen with a PS5 and we're good to go. The third branch called the Tigris flowed east of the land of Ashur. Asher. I know that. I've heard of the Tigris. And the Euphrates. Uh, the Euphrates. The fourth branch is oh, called the Euphrates. And the Lord <gasps> The Fertile Crescent. That's, I've heard all that. That's Iraq. Baghdad. Mm-hmm. We dropped bombs on that place. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. But the Lord. All in your name, though. But the Lord God warned him. You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You eat its fruit, you're, you're going to die. Kind of a dick move. Like, why even give me that option? And why name it that? Too tempting. Yeah, I agree. That'd be the first thing I ate. Should have named you it. You know, eat. eat. Should have named it like, like stinky tree. Listen, you tell me not to eat something, I'm gonna eat it, dude. I was gonna say Ganesh would be the first one eating that fucking fruit. Yeah, they could. They, they should have called it like a uh, stink fruit or something. Yeah, I agree with you. Don't eat any of that stink weed. I'd be like, no problem. I mean, I'd still, I'd probably still eat the stink weed. Well, yeah. Well, that's you. I could resist, but yeah, big, big, nice apples. I'm taking a bite. The Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who's just right for him. So, yikes. Uh, Read the room, God. Yeah, dude. In 2020? No. I don't think so, Buster. No, no. Mm -mm. Dude, rewrite this. Go workshop it. Bible is canceled, my friend. (laughs) Canceled. But seriously, though, that's like really not good. And it's on like page two. I understand all of life right now, yeah? <laughs> Everything about the earth is coming together right in front of my eyes. And then the Lord God said, nope, read all that. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and the birds. Birds are different, huh? Interesting. <laughs> well, they're not wild. They're our friends, like Zazu from The Lion King. Then he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. The man chose a name for each one. Probably took a long time. <laughs> what do you think about these? <laughs> God's just like, I'm workshopping some stuff here. Yeah, you like this? What do you call this? I don't know, zebra. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> he gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But there's still no helper just right for him. So, Lord God. Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. God was like, let me make you a helper, then made all the wild animals, and then was like, all right, you know what? These aren't working out. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make a woman now. <laughs> That's fucked up. This is fucked up. So then he put the man to sleep. While the man slept, God took out one of his ribs, closed up the opening, and he made a woman from that rib. And he brought her to the man. All right, first plot hole. Why take the rib? You can make new ribs. You're God. What are we taking his rib for? Do you think that has anything to do with McRib is back? Now that you mention it. I think it plays to people's like uh, most basic desires. You know what I mean? I just want to, I want to take a minute here and just talk about something a little off topic, which was I had my first McRib in my life <laughs> yesterday. And it was really good. Have you guys had a McRib? Mm -hmm. I've never had one because it looks gross. Yeah, It's like very saucy, which is off-putting for any fast food meal. Well, the the key is to just (laughs) not look at it. Well, once I took a bite, I couldn't get enough of it. I'd like to see more. Well, I always thought, and you guys guys are going to like roast me on this. I, I thought I never wanted to try it because I thought it had bones in it. I mean, that's fair. The name of the sandwich has a bone in it. And it's shaped like bones. Yeah. I get it. I agree. No, I'm with you. I Well, it would be weird for McDonald's to give you a bone. <laughs> but I agree. The name is misleading. It's not really ribs at all. It's a pork-flavored uh, godless <laughs> creation. I don't know what the fuck it is. It really does spit in the face of the Almighty. But it tastes delicious, dude. If the Tree of Knowledge had McRibs hanging off of it, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We'd be in bad shape. I have a question for you. I know you might, you probably know this, uh, actually. Did the McRib come out as a promotional thing for the Flintstones live action movie? 
<laughs> what a question. It's actually a good question, and I don't know the answer. But, like, I kind of lumped them in at the same time, and I, I feel like it might have been. But uh, Should I Google it? No, that's cheating. M-C-R-I-B. The McRib seems like it's something that's probably been around for a while. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Shane, you're way I off am? base. Way off base. Damn. First McRib ever. Ever. 1931. <laughs> okay, now you're in. No, that's it's also before wrong. McDonald's. 18. 1931. Yeah, FDR was chowing down on McRibs at the. <laughs> uh, when he was talking to like Winston Churchill. No. There's a famous picture of, of him wiping the sauce on his blanket. <laughs> yeah, with his little. Yeah, his. his <laughs> His little wheelchair blanket dabbing his face to get the sauce. Uh, no, the first McRib was served in 1981. Oh, shit. It was developed by McDonald's first executive chef, Rene Arend, a native of Luxembourg who invented chicken McNuggets. Dude, where's <laughs> this guy at? Fuck the Bible. Let's read more about him. I hope that man is rich as sin. And if he's not, then there's no God. And I don't believe any of this shit. Well, I don't know where we've gone as a society. Yeah. All right. Hey, good, good, uh, good diversion. But we, let's get back to the start of the show here. Adam in his missing rib. McRib, if you will. Yeah. Anyway, delicious. Give it give the McRib a try. <laughs> it's back. I could have sworn I saw like uh John Goodman and Rick Moranis like on an ad for McRib. I have no doubt that you did. That sounds right. It feels right. And really that's what the the Bible's that's what that's all about. Blind faith. All right, we got a woman cooking up. What are we calling her? Ah, oh, at last, the man exclaimed. This, oh, I love Adam's voice. This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Eey. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Oh, that's <laughs> why. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Hey, Ganesha's still living that life. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. <laughs> Next page here. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that God had made. Wait, so it just gets right into the, the snake when it doesn't even talk about them honking their horns? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. This might be an abridged version. It's really hard to say. He got rid of all the horn honking and dangle yanking. Not of this version. <laughs> Surely. This is a, a plot only. <laughs> just the facts. <laughs> Go on. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat it or even touch it. Because if you do, you're going to die. God, arbitrary from the jump. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. Is that Voldemort? God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Well, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, <laughs> All right. and its fruit looked delicious. <laughs> hey, sounds good to me. You're talking a lot of talk, but I mean, that tree still got a lot of good stuff on it. <laughs> and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So, yep, she took the fruit, and she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate some too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. So the whole vibe of the first page of the Bible is women are less than men and subservient to them, and also fucked everything up right off the bat. Yeah, and also all the animals, and then separately also the birds. And everybody read this and was just like, yep, that's right. Well, who was doing the reading? Men. That's true. So they were totally down for it. And probably better orators than me. So. I don't think that's hey, right. 
You shut the hell up, dude. Yeah, you shut the fuck up. You fucking jerk off. You're great. Right. You're great at this, you fucking you're, jackass. You're great. This is our last episode. We're about to hit the bank and we're going. We're going out with style. And you know what I think? I think one last time as Amazon Book Club, Ganesh has to get his proppers. Let's get that band in here. Here we go. Oh, thank you. And you know what? In honor of the Bible, we got that chorus of angels. Finally, they're here and they're hearing what they want to hear. Oh, my God. The origin story. Oh, yeah. They're loving it. The angelic voices. And, and you know what? The angels of the sea. Oh. Dolphins are singing. Much appreciated. My word. And they, what's that? What's that on top of this blowhole? Is that a McRib? <laughs> my God. It's beautiful. Oh, and just as I suspected, there's John Goodman and Rick Moranis. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's, that doesn't seem right. All right, let's get him out of here. All right. This is a borderline obnoxious at this point. Wow. All right. Is that the end? Of the Bible? They sued the some fig leaves together to cover themselves. Let's stop there. You want to stop there and then hit some other good, mm -hmm. good stuff on the way? All right. That was a good start. Yeah. Kind of fucked up. Yeah. But I don't know what else I was expecting. Yeah, that's right. That sounds right. Starting to think that guy at youth group wasn't making good points with me. Um, <laughs> he was just taking but, advantage of your pain. He was, yeah. Kind of a dick. Okay. Hey, great. Good start. Feeling, feeling good about it. Feeling good about the last uh, couple episodes of Amazon Book Club here. I think it's time to jump ahead to uh, some other undetermined part of the Bible. I'm looking at this McRib Wikipedia here. And did you know that the McRib only comes back whenever bulk pork is at its lowest price point? God. That is... Uh, that's gross. <laughs> but it tastes so good. I want a McRib right now. Damn. You just ate the cheapest pork, dude. That's fine with me. I wasn't eating good pork before. My pork intake is not the top of the line pork, all right? I gotta say, it's, it's interesting to go 31 years without a McRib and then one day just be like, you know what? I'm ready to try a McRib. You flatter me. I'm 32, my friend. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was good. It was a good introduction. Yeah, make, I will say it was worth the wait. The 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 suspense, <laughs> the 32 years of suspense, wondering what the McRib is like, and then taking that first bite. What do you think when you open the little box? I remember the first time I opened a McRib box, I was like, "Good lord!" First thought, it's like, yeah, first thought it's was so gross. This is messy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Looks like a looks like a crime scene happened inside this box. It definitely reminds me of like cafeteria food. Yeah, in elementary Which school. Is, I mean, that's not like the worst of it though. Like the sauce is pretty good. I gotta say, the For sauce memory, is good. But sometimes um, you'll open the box and it's like been jostled already before you get it. I mean, that's just McDonald's. So the sauce vibe. is everywhere. If you don't get a bag of McDonald's and there's ingredients just loose flying all over the place, then did you really <laughs> go to McDonald's? No, I mean, yeah, but it tasted so good. I, I would eat one again right now. Man, I would love a McRib. I don't think I've been to a McDonald's in New York City. What? McDonald's in New York, you want to talk biblical. McDonald's in New York City is hell on earth. <laughs> it is unlike <laughs> McDonald's in other cities by a long shot. I've walked past, I've looked in, and I'm like, good lord. It is. There is no scare. There's a lot there's a lot going on. I will say there's no sketchier place in New York City than the inside of a fast food restaurant after like 11 p.m. Actually, no. You know what? I have been in McDonald's in the Lower East Side on how... Um, That's the most fucked up one. The one on the, the one uh, off, Houston? The one off the train Not stop? Not Houston, uh, Lower, um, on uh, Bowery. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those ones down there are insane. It was before they remodeled it, before they demolished it and made it double-decker. I went there like 2 in the morning. I was at a bar. I went there, and I remember there was like a guy and a young boy, and like it was a really creepy dynamic. It was just really strange. 
I, I, I'm not kidding. The sketchiest places I've ever been on earth are fast food restaurants in Manhattan after like 11 p.m. It's just, I remember one time I was in a Wendy's and this guy was like kind of being obnoxious and the people working at Wendy's were like, fuck you motherfucker and like throwing stuff at him. And I was like, holy hell, I've been, this is a war zone. Highly recommended you go to a McDonald's in Manhattan because it is just a disaster. The worst ones are the ones right outside West 4th Street, right outside the train station there, and then the, the subway stop, uh, the Essex one, too. The one right outside the Essex one. Yes, that's, that's the one I'm talking about. They're both 24-hour ones. There's, like, people, like, camped out in the bathroom for hours. And they'll <laughs> yeah. open up, they'll come out, they'll, mm-hmm. and they'll go right back in. There's, like, a Bermuda's Triangle of, of McDonald's and Times Square. There's, like, at this, uh, at this point, we're talking way too much about the geography of, like, New York City, but, like, in Times Square... There's like six McDonald's in like a four block radius. And each of them is constantly just packed to the gills with insane people. Uh, it's, yeah. Highly recommend if you guys aren't, have never been to New York City, hit up the McDonald's. <laughs> that's what I'd suggest. If you want real New York City experience though, go to fucking McDonald's, man. I'm telling you, that's where the realest people on earth are and you will never forget it. Okay, enough of that. Let's get back into the, the Bible. What are we working with here? What's our second stop? Sponsored by McDonald's. I don't think McDonald's is going to be happy with all this. All right. We're jumping back <laughs> in here, Austin and Shane. We're jumping right back into Genesis. This is Genesis 6-9. <laughs> nice. This is the account of Noah. Hey. <gasps> okay. And his family. Russell Crowe. Is that right? <laughs> you think the master mm-hmm. commander, my No, friend. he played Noah. He did in the movie uh, Noah. All right, what happens? We're about to get wet and wild is what I know. So Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person. Right off the bat, God's pressing reset on these people. Wait, how long How long after Adam? Is this like a couple weeks or is this, did it jump? It's a couple chapters or whatever. I don't know if they call them chapters. Okay. Well, the civilization has happened. So this is after um, Cain and Abel, right? I guess this is probably before. Yeah, or no, after, sorry. So he was the only blameless living person on earth. And he walked in close fellowship with God. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family, for among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you seven pairs. I'm going to start that over because I just realized I'm God. Oh, my God. I I do have a request for God, but I don't think it's appropriate. Okay, let's hear it. But I would just like... I want old-timey gangster with a lot of C's. Hey, C, it's me, God, C. Let's leave it up to Ganesh, all right? I don't want to I don't want to mess with the artiste. I have a feeling that he's going to be speaking a lot, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's a- Let's hear your best God. I want to let you summon God from inside your gut. Think about what it's like to have a McRib in your mouth and get that voice out. Going to the boat with all your family. For among all the people of the earth, I, I can see that you alone are the righteous one. Take with you. I don't mean to tell you how to do your job here. This is the voice you chose instead of the last one? <laughs> the first God voice felt godly. This feels like you're a menace, which I guess is similar, but... It feels more appropriate. All right, you can do whatever you want. Take with you uh, yeah, seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I've approved for eating and for sacrifice, and take one of each of the others. Also, take seven pairs of every kind of bird. And uh, you gotta have a, a male and a, and a female. I gotta catch these birds? <laughs> Buddy. That's a lot of work. It ain't happening. That's what I'd say. It ain't happening. I'm busy, God. I gotta hit the links this weekend. There must be a male, alright, and a female in each pair to ensure that all the life will survive on Earth after the flood seven days from now. I will make the rains pour down on earth and it will rain for 
40 days and 40 nights until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. Wow. Dick move, dude. This is like in Roller Coaster Tycoon where you're like, you know, I don't like the looks of this park. <laughs> let's, get a, let's get a new save game going. So, like, why? Yeah, what's the reasoning? I go, well, I mean, because Noah's the only righteous one. Everybody else is just kind of a dumbass, I guess. I don't know. So he fucked up. God's not. Uh, so no one was paying attention. So he was like, oh. I think one recurring theme with God is that he's a pretty needy dude. <laughs> yeah. And requires that everybody kind of constantly love him and tell him how much they love him. Hmm. And if you're not saying that enough, I'm going to drown you. <laughs> Damn. So I'm expecting I'm expecting to be uh, smoted down here any minute now based off of this podcast. 40 days and 40 nights. That's a movie with Harrison Ford and Anne Heche. No, that's six days, no. seven nights. Eh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, my friend. 40 days, 40 nights has um, uh, <laughs> uh, the guy, Josh Hartnett. That's that same movie. No. <laughs> You're right. I'm being gaslit. God, kill this man. All right, what happens? All right, God's like, Noah, do all this work for me. Build a boat and then go wrangle these wild animals. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. I got it. So Noah did everything as Lord commanded him. Noah was uh, 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. I'm sorry. What did they have, like, really good, like, calisthenics? Yeah, they were all doing hot yoga together. I got to say, of all the wild things in the Bible, that's the most confounding to me, is they were like, everybody's 600 years old. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I mean make it a little believable here what's the problem nowadays i don't know what's the deal we ate too many mcribs dude we're weak now well clearly yeah that is a problem but like it's a trade-off for sure i want to get to 600 do you do you really you want to be as stinky as yoda was towards the end of his life (laughs) yeah dude noah definitely stinks as bad as yoda for sure you think if you're 600 (laughs) years old you're gonna be smelling fucking good does noah stink what do we uh, think? Yeah, if I take care of myself. Yeah, man, he stinks. Yeah, there's no showers or soap back then, right? They don't have no Old Spice or Axe. No, back then it was just called Spice. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't really understand why everybody's so old. Imagine, like, working your hands with bone for 600 years, and then God's like, yo, build a boat. I'm like, fuck off, buddy. I'm 600. 600 <laughs> years is... Uh, they they didn't have astronomy. They didn't know that the Earth goes around the sun for a year. They were just guessing. Yeah, he was really just like thir- 35. They're like, I feel like I'm 600 today. <laughs> How old are you? I don't know, 600? They didn't even have math. That came later. Back then, the Earth was way closer to the sun. It was spinning around that thing super fast. <laughs> God, God was just doing it like the Harlem Globetrotters on his finger. <laughs> <laughs> spinning plates and shit he's like here we go speed this up and then you really settle into the late game like in roller coaster tycoon exactly at some you point you really find the joy in like managing the hot dog stand and that's true the minutiae for sure yeah you make all your crazy decisions right off the bat start raising the prices a little bit you know mm-hmm. that's right over here that's right but there yeah all right well so okay god's like build me a boat catch all the animals what next? Yeah, so on the 17th day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, Shem and Ham, and Japheth. Hey, I'm just putting it out here. Those aren't sons. That's lunch. <laughs> He's got a big, he got a big glistening Virginia ham. <laughs> like, honey, I can't take, I can't leave this one behind. <laughs> I know God said don't bring any uh, indulgences, but uh, I need my ham. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of weird which names from the Bible took off and which didn't. 
everybody's mm-hmm. named Noah, but you don't run into many hams <laughs> or Shems. I do know Shemp from the Three Stooges. What Abraham? Abraham lost a, you know, fell out of favor. The last Abraham I'm aware of got a, had a bad ending. And we're not doing that anymore. Uh, okay, we got Shem, Ham, and Mo and Curly and the whole crew on the boat. All right, so, yeah, you got Shem, Ham, and Japheth and their wives with them in the boat were pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds of every kind. Two by two, they came in the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. Male and female. I got that part. All right. They're really driving that home. I get it. Two male zebras, you know. That ain't going to work out. I understand. Then the Lord closed the door behind him, <laughs> locked him in there. <laughs> the Lord's like, all right, get your boat out of there. No, it's like, please. I'm still outside. And then uh, for 40 days, the flood wires grew deeper, covering the ground, lifting the boat high above the earth. And then waters rose higher and higher above the ground. Boat was floating. All right. You know, it's, um, it's what's crazy about this boat. Yeah. I've seen it. What? You've seen Noah's boat. Well, okay. So I lived in the... Growing up, when I was in high school, they were filming uh, Evan Almighty in the town that I lived in. And you could drive past the boat. And it was big. And, like, uh, most of the people in the town were extras. You have come closer than any of us to seeing Noah's boat, for sure. Mm-hmm. That checks out. It was huge. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a big boat with all those animals on it. Uh, all right. So this thing's out to sea. This thing's seaworthy. That was just out in the in that mall parking lot, right? Yeah, where they shot Back to the Future or whatever. <laughs> no, this is this is real. This is real. Shane's the boy who cried wolf on movies that shot in his hometown. So this one's actually real, though. I know that for a fact. No, I saw it. I, we would drive by in high school. And uh, my friend Are you talking Bruce Target. Almighty or Evan Almighty? Evan Almighty with Steve Carell. The sequel. It's bad. Everyone was upset how, with how bad it was. The whole town. The local paper said, uh, I don't know, they had a good headline. They burned the boat down in anger. And then an effigy of Steve Carell. That's a big boat. Yeah, man, they built that. Did you Google it? I'm looking at it right now. So for reference for Noah's Ark, just Google boat Evan Almighty. See what you find. (laughs) I think I watched this one on TBS once. That sounds about right. Or an airplane. Okay, so I'm just going to yada, yada, yada a little bit. Bing, bang, bong. We're out to sea. God wiped out every living thing on Earth. People. Livestock. Small animals that scurry along the ground. What the f- what did they do? That's that's rude. Are people I get, but the birds. What are the cows? Do? All of it. They're all destroyed. Why can't the birds live? They fly. I guess they get tired up there. No, that's fine. You know, you know what? <laughs> get those birds out of here. These birds were bad. They were sinful birds. <laughs> all right. Well, hey. All right. Cool. All of it was destroyed. All right. The only people that survived were Noah and those with him in the boat. That's cool. That's bad writing. I'm sorry. This is like Spider Man. Like clone saga era writing you know it's like it's also kind of confusing because like everybody's always like we all descended from adam and eve no i mean while that's true kind of we really we kind of just descended from noah noah's like the main dude now right yeah noah's everybody's daddy and then the flood waters covered the earth for 150 days you think they talk about like some of the cool stuff they did on the boat yeah like um who was like milking the cows you know what i'm saying mm-hmm uh, it was milk and Noah. Uh, I do think my biggest gripe with the Bible so far is that they're skipping over a lot of interesting stuff that I want to know. Like in the first pages, they're just like, yeah, God made uh, the earth and that's it. It's like, what? Tell me about that. You think they played like poker? Uh, there's a lot of shuffleboard. You think all the animals were playing too? I'm sure it was fun. That, no, that's silly. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> now you're pressing uh, my suspension of disbelief. All right. Yeah. So yeah, what? 
yeah like that's another thing like why wouldn't god tell us what's going on in the boat well actually shane that famous painting of the dogs playing poker that was on noah's boat that was on noah's ark <laughs> leonardo da vinci yeah that's a da vinci <laughs> The, the masters in every garage and den from 1981 to 1997 this is my favorite scene in the old testament a biblical scene to be sure all right 150 days on the water all right so after 150 days exactly five months from the time the flood began the boat came to rest on the mountains of ararat two and a half months later as the waters continued to go down other mountain peaks became visible so they just skipped right over everything i didn't get to see any of the cool stuff that happened on the boat you know what Let's stop there. We're stopping there? Yeah. They landed. I don't need to. They landed. They got there. You hit all the points I know. I don't know how he gets down the mountain. Well, he probably climbed down. Or maybe he rode a yak. I don't know. I got an answer. Single file. Lord almighty. All right. Yeah, fine. All right. Hey, you know what? I'll take your word for it. Uh, Okay. Noah, congrats on uh, being (laughs) a simp for God. So, you know how, like, historians track, like locations to the bibles mm. where is this like where did it where are we now where did it end up i may be crazy i may be wrong i remember in the 90s there was some fervor mount ararat is a real mountain mm. and i want to say it's in like turkey it's in turkey you're correct and there was some like they were like we see a structure on top of the mountain but like the government was like nah you can't go look at that <laughs> so nobody just went and looked at it i think that's my memory of it did they think it was like the ark they thought it was but obviously you know <laughs> It's not. <laughs> so what is it? I'm curious in that. Yeah, what's up with Mount Ararat? Can we go hike it? I'm gonna get to the top and be like, well, I'll be damned. Listen, I don't, I don't really believe in ghosts or nothing, but if, if there were ghosts, that's where they'd be. <laughs> and I don't believe in ghosts or nothing, but I don't want the ghost of these animals to come get me. Uh, Yeah, also it was a wooden ship. There's no way that thing's still there. And you know what? It's probably got a lot of bugs in it, too. Yeah, I don't like that. Boo. There's probably bees up there. Just saying. You would think. Some of those animals probably didn't get down. It's probably all kinds of shit at the top of that mountain. Oof. Spiders? All right. Well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> spider spider mountain is what they call it now. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah. Noah, good job. Good for you. You made it, buddy. My great-great-grandpappy. Noah on his big old boat. Um, you want to skip ahead now to another little let's take, let's take uh, a fanciful tale? We'll come right back with more uh, greatest we'll, hits we'll, of we'll the Bible. We'll, we'll, we 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 got to get our act uh we got to get our act together and start treating this with some respect is what i think we'll be right back we're going to learn a lesson here Okie dokie, we're back. I've learned my lesson. I'm feeling pious and ready to learn about the good word of God. Uh, Ganesh, once you're done puffing that sweet little jewel, why don't you tell me what's next? What's next on our journey to uh, 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 being saved? Well, I guess, Austin, in a way, this kind of is a choose your own adventure because I'm going to let you guys choose where we go next. We're going to go to one of the plagues, all right? <laughs> oh, fun. Man, God's really having his way with us. <laughs> what are we doing now? So we can do water turned to blood, frogs, gnats, flies, Ooh. plague on livestock, boils, hails, locust, darkness, and uh, death of the firstborn. Mm. What am I choosing from here? You just said a thousand words. Water turned to blood. You said blood. I like the sounds of that. 
Um, Hell yeah. It's pretty cool. What does Shane want? Frogs could be cool. Shane, what do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up you. I'm going to take it next level on the blood. Death of firstborn. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's do that. That's the big one. That's the big one. Good thing I like my second son better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's just better. First one's a bit of a failure. I'll He's lose, nicer. I'll, I'll happily lose my Don Jr. if it means I get to keep my Eric. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, this is, I wasn't going to hell until this. <laughs> yeah, this is what put you there. I'm, I've been a good guy. All right. <laughs> Yeah, you're a, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. <laughs> you're, the, you're the greatest guy I know. Thanks. I try. I try. What am I, chopped liver? You're, Shane, you're the greatest guy I know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just read the book. All right. All right. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will strike Pharaoh in the land. I will strike. Oh, man. What was his voice? You just did the snake's voice. You No, you did like a... Um, you did your Christian Bale like Batman. Wait, Moses is already here. Did we miss the Ten Commandments? Yeah, all the plagues are on Moses's watch, dude. Oh, yes, motherfucker. You ever see the Charlton Heston flick? Yeah, no. Planet of the Apes. Pry this gun out of my cold dead hands, you damn dirty ape. Whatever. Yeah, I remember that. When do we get to that part, where are the apes? I'll strike the Pharaoh in the land of Egypt with one more blow. After that, Pharaoh will let you leave this country. In fact, they'll be so eager to get rid of you that. He'll force you all to leave. Oh, shit. Are we about to cross the fucking sea? Split yeah. the seas? Oh, yeah. This is good shit. This is where Val Kilmer leads them through the underwater, and you see all the whales swimming above in the Prince of Egypt. This is the one part I know because there's that Rugrats episode about Passover. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. Everything too. I know about the Bible is from that <laughs> one episode of the Rugrats. 100%. Yep. Not even a joke. All right. Let's hear it. Actually, sorry. I loved those episodes, by the way. Terrific. Those yeah. were so good. Oh, yeah. The babies having some uh, biblical hijinks. Nothing better. Narrated by Grandpa. Love it. Yeah. Old Russian Jew. Tell all the Israelite <laughs> men and women to ask their Egyptian neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Now, the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel, and Moses was considered a very great man in the land of Egypt, was respected by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Moses had announced to the Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says. At midnight tonight, I will pass through the heart of Egypt. All the firstborn sons will die in every family in Egypt. From the oldest son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the oldest son of his lowliest servant, girl who grinds the flour. Even the firstborn of all the livestock will die. I mean, this guy's got it out for livestock. <laughs> Leave him alone, for the love of God. What did they do? If I were Moses, I might chime in and say, like, is there anything else? Like, <laughs> come on, man. We can, can we can do about this? Yeah, if I was the pharaoh, I'd be like, Moses, can you go talk to your manager and be like, buddy, this is unreasonable. Yeah, it's, it's Ramses, right? He should, like... Take my son if you want, but... Moses and Ramses are bros, right? Brothers. Well, I don't know about brothers. Maybe, you know, metaphorically. I think they're brothers. Because Moses was sent down the river in the little basket. Oh, you know way more about this than I thought. I've seen the movie, dude. I don't know enough to argue. Anyway, God definitely seems like a chill dude that I'd be interested in worshiping. Yeah, it's kind of, I, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of uh, the dead. these characters. I, it's a little petty. <laughs> yeah, for sure. God is a Karen, to be sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I guess I'll kill your firstborn. I'm going to kill your fucking son if you don't like me enough. <laughs> like, all right, buddy. Jeez, Louise. But I won't if you paint, what is it, sheep's blood over the door? 
I don't know. We're probably getting there. Let's hear it. Then a loud wail will rise throughout the land of Egypt to wail like no one has heard before or will ever hear again. But among the Israelites, it will be so peaceful that not even a dog will bark. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelites. All the officials of Egypt will run to me and fall to the ground before me. Oh, please leave. They'll beg. <laughs> Hurry, take all your followers with you. Is this Moses talking? I didn't realize he was kind of a dick too. What's the goal here? I don't know. To leave? Power play, baby. Well, I guess the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians. That's. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's bad. Yeah. So they wanted out, and this is the way out? Uh, I get it. The Egyptians were, yeah, okay, that makes sense. God's like, let my people, it's all coming together now. Let my people go. All right, I've seen the movie. Planet of the Apes, we've been there, <laughs> done that. Then, burning with anger, Moses left Pharaoh. Now, the Lord had told Moses earlier, Pharaoh will not listen to you, but then I will do even more mighty miracles in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed these miracles in Pharaoh's presence, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he wouldn't let the Israelites leave the country. You know, these aren't the kind of miracles I grew up with. I grew up with a man suspended in ice over Times Square, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a guy uh, keep fly, flying into space on some um, balloons. You know, Yo, I'm telling you, if David Blaine <laughs> lived in the year zero, we would all be Blainists. <laughs> We'd be spreading the good word of David Blaine. I'll tell you my kind of miracle. The miracle on ice. 1980. Hockey, baby. Took down the Soviets. USSR. Now that's a miracle. That's my kind of miracle. Do you believe in miracles? Al Michaels. Take him over Moses any day of the week. <laughs> they kind of had the same vibe, really. Yeah, for sure. The gravitas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So sorry. So sorry to my family. They believe this stuff. Uh, go on. <laughs> While the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a, a young goat for a sacrifice. One animal per household. I like that God, God's general vibe in the first chapters of the Bible is just winging it. <laughs> It's just like, you know what, this is now the first month, all right? This is your month now. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start killing people, and we'll see how it goes. And if I don't like what I see, I'll just flood this shit again. I don't care. I got I got infinite floods in me. Oh, he's got he's got to go. Like, he's, he's like, mm -hmm. willing to flood. Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. just hold off. Okay. God's constantly got his cursor on the reset button. <laughs> it's just like, if I don't like what I see, we're just starting fresh. Sacrificing an animal, um, you still eat it, right? Or no, you just throw it away, put it in the trash. If God killed all my livestock, you better believe I'm making burgers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're having double cheeseburgers. A little bacon. Mm. Is that not allowed? I don't remember. If, uh, if a family's too small to eat a whole animal, well, you can just uh, share it with another family, all right, in the neighborhood, okay? And then uh, you, you divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much you think they can eat. You see? It's God. Is he like, is this, are you reading this? Are you riffing? No, he's... he's this is actually answering my question. Yeah, I'm about to say God's whipping up some recipes. <laughs> Put it over rice. A little <laughs> lamb over rice. You get yourself some white sauce, you got a meal. But still, like, I don't know how to make the white sauce, but uh, no. you, you want to get that white sauce. And you're going to want a big uh, cut of tomato in there, too. <laughs> going to be delicious. Oh, wait, Shane's frozen. Can you hear us, Shane? Oh, he's gone. God took him. <laughs> now there's two of us left. 
Oh boy, who's next? Our firstborn. <laughs> firstborn's gone. <laughs> Our firstborn son has been taken from us. Oh, oh welcome back, Shane. All right, can you, you want to keep reading? Yeah. All right. So, uh, also, the animal you just select, it's got to be a one year old, right? Male. Either, uh, I don't know, a sheep or a goat. God is just in permanent riffing mode. <laughs> It's like the animal's gotta be a one. Why? Uh, <laughs> but he's gonna be brown and strong. I feel like God is like texting while people are like asking him stuff. So he's just kind of like <laughs> Moses is just on the three dots. He's like, "What next? <laughs> what does God have for me next?" Uh, it's gotta be one year old. He says it's gotta either be a sheep or uh, maybe a goat, and also no defects, no defective goats. God shouldn't be saying also and maybe a lot. I don't. Those aren't <laughs> godly words. Also, maybe uh, get a goat in there. It's a character choice, okay? Oh, okay. That's, I don't like it, but all right. What else is God saying? And then you you take care of this chosen animal until the evening of the fourteenth day of this month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or goat at twilight. Okay. Then they're to take some of the blood and you smear it on the sides and the top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. And then you're going to want to put some fresh dill <laughs> and you're going to want to saute some onions. You're really going to want to like just let it simmer mm-hmm. slow and low. That's what they say. That's in the Bible. That's one of the commandments. Slow and low. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to want to probably sand that door down a little bit and then maybe put like a fresh coat of like varnish or something on there too. Just to really seal in the blood. Are we talking backsplash or... <laughs> God's on an episode of House Hunters. Uh, that same night, they must roast the meat over a fire. Then uh, got to eat it with some bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. I'd go for some bitter salad greens. I'm like, I've come around. And I do like, you know, you guys are going to roast me on this. I don't mind a radish or two in there. Hey, what? Nothing wrong with a radish. I, I roast love a roasted radish. I'd roast a radish if I could. No. Yeah, honestly, out of all of God's... Raw. Well, all right, now you're fucked up, piece of shit. All right, now, of all of God's commands this one seems pretty easy to deal with he's basically like make yourself a nice dinner and go to bed <laughs> like all right if all i gotta do is splash some paint on the door i'm good to go man fast forward three thousand years mcrib is back <laughs> mcrib is back baby <laughs> proof is in the pudding yeah this all happened on the same earth where the mcrib exists <laughs> do not uh, do not i repeat do not Eat yeah. any of the meat raw or boiled in water. Why would I do that? That's fucking gross, God. You're going to want to grab your Weber grill. <laughs> You're going to want to get... No, we got charcoal for this, all right? No gas. Yeah, it's an egg. It's on an egg. The whole animal, including the head, legs, internal organs, so it's all got to go on a fire, all right? And then don't leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever's not eaten before morning. And these are your instructions for eating the meal. Is somebody writing this shit down? <laughs> Come on. You got to be fully dressed. Wear your sandals. This dude, fashion police is here. <laughs> I know. He's like, you gotta get your um your Air Jordans on. <laughs> you gotta have your 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 freshest drip going. You know, I'm like, as a person who's conscious of staining themselves. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Go on. Uh, like I just, I would rather not wear my nicest clothes for this kind of meal. It's just a bunch of meat on a fire, especially if it's a robe. That thing is loose, and there's probably going to be sauce all over it. That's true. Also, you don't want a flowing robe near open flame. A lot of problems here with God's commands, but hey, he, he's all-knowing. <laughs> okay, what's his name? Any more instructions here? Jesus, can I... Yep, you got to carry your walking stick in your hands. Everybody had a walking stick? 
Yeah. Very. They're 600 years old. <laughs> They're all extremely geriatric. If anything, they should bring that thing back. Let's bring it back. Everybody Let's get, get walking some walking stick. stick. Man, you know how much easier it would be to go up the stairs if you had a big stick? That's true. Well, I it's do. called like, it's a cane now. Is one thing. I do think everybody should have a walking stick because it's also like a weapon in case anybody starts funning with you. Get yourself a self-defense. <laughs> I would love if you two, just only you two, just sort of. Me and Giddy should just adopt the walking stick. A cane. Like, you had, like, flashy canes. No, no. You're thinking of a nice cane. I'm thinking of a big, gnarled piece of wood. <laughs> like driftwood. I'm thinking of, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. With, like, a eagle head on top. Anyway, go on. What else are we doing here, God? Anything else I need to note for the fucking livestock massacre? No. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, there, one more. Yes, one more. You gotta eat the meal with some urgency. All right. My tummy, though. After all that, you gotta rush the meal. Come on. Yeah, come on. For this is the Lord's Passover. Oh, that's where the name comes from. Wow, I'm 32 and I finally get why it's called Passover. <laughs> the Rugrats episode was not informative enough. Well, it didn't have the recipe. They didn't go into it. Yeah, they didn't really talk about that. A lot of borscht on that show. <laughs> all right, we're doing the Passover. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. All right, damn, kind of like a fucked up Santa Claus coming through town. He's just control shift deleting all these guys. <laughs> just shift selecting all the houses. Yep, yep. Oh, not that one. Yep, 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 yep. He's controlling it like the girl in Jurassic Park has the unique system open. <laughs> All right, anyway, what else? I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you're staying. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. All right. I got it. Thanks for the heads up. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now, this is the day to remember. Each year, from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special festival to the Lord. This is the law for all time. I'm sorry, but this dude is just so self-absorbed. So, okay, let me let me stop everyone, okay? Like, he's talking years and years in the future. Has there been any mention of dessert, like, at all? <laughs> There's no dessert with this meal, all right? We're doing savory only, okay? Sheesh. All right. This chopped box is savory only. I'm just saying, you know, you're not going to get far with this kind of spread. Kind of weird to be like, I'm going to kill a bunch of people, and also, I want you to celebrate this forever. <laughs> They, like, did. Oh. they were like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Let's stop there. Massively fucked up subject matter for an episode of Rugrats in retrospect. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's brutal. What a nightmare. Uh, is Jesus born yet? He comes in late in the game, dude. I didn't realize. Did Moses and Jesus exist at the same time? Nah, I don't think so. When, hey, when do we get to... <laughs> Now I'm just making requests. I want to see where they cross. The I want to see them uh, go across the sea, where they split the sea. That's the coolest special effect, honestly. That's very cool, yeah. Got an industrial light and magic on that. And then I want to see the Ten Commandments, where he goes to the top of the mountain. I don't need that. Or did he already do that? That was the worst part of the, that old movie. I was already asleep by then. It was over. I haven't seen it. Fair enough. All right, let's, you know, let's cut it. Let's, let's take, uh, let's learn some lessons from this. <laughs> And we'll jump ahead to the next part of, uh, you know, the Bible, <laughs> the big Bible.
so like how deep into the old testament is moses is that you like at the end of the 75 percent mark yeah what does the old <laughs> testament end with is it like a cliffhanger where they're like will the messiah come who knows <laughs> we'll see in a potential sequel yeah moses is the old testament right what does the new testament kick off with jesus like fucking saved by the bell the new class bam he's there <laughs> screech is still around though it just starts with um the dudes with frankincense and murder maybe that's not that's you know i know that story i got my advent calendar right here tell me the story of old jesus christ when i was a kid we had two advent calendars and we alternated every year one of them was like the classic jesus and the other one was the nutcracker it's funny that those stories are somehow part of the same holiday <laughs> yeah same diff you know our advent calendar didn't have little treats in it it just had this little like fuzzy mouse that you just moved my advent calendar didn't have treats in it either my advent calendar when i was a kid it was you'd open up your day and inside would be a little book that would tell you more of the story so like over the course of the month you read the whole story so like what's the story so one of them was the birth of jesus and the other one was the nutcracker so <laughs> so so you'd open it up and like by december 14th i could see where things were going but no confirmation until the 24th right. well the nutcracker is a cool story because has like a rat king i barely remember the nutcracker that's one of the stories that i heard a thousand times but i retain nothing about it uh, you never tune in to pbs i've seen the macaulay culkin nutcracker december where they're showing like the the play like with macaulay culkin no, no, it's like a recording of like the that year's uh, like Russian ballet. Oh, this year's Nutcracker. Oh, no, 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 I haven't seen that. But there is a Nutcracker on Netflix, which is Macaulay Culkin in his prime, uh, you know, like 1994 Macaulay Culkin. He's in the Nutcracker? I think. Wow. Maybe I'm thinking of the Page Master. Uh, Ganesh, <laughs> what are we up to next? <laughs> Nutcracker has all those animated characters. <laughs> Page Master for me was a big one. I don't know about you guys. It's a good movie. It's a good movie for sure. Definitely his last hurrah, Macaulay's. Yeah. Sad. Ganesh, are we doing the, what are we up to? Red Sea? Dead Sea? So we're going into the Red Sea. You know what I'm doing? I'm starting right at when he raises the his hand and parts the water. All right? Damn, jumping right in. No tease here. We're getting to the good stuff. Let my people go. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea. And the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. All right, this is like when you're playing Roller Coaster Tycoon and you drop in that cheat code. He got a little ping from Moses being like, little help. And he, he just typed in like <laughs> split C. Typed in Rosebud. <laughs> yeah, God's just like, you know what? This is kind of against the rules, but, you know, I'll make a one-time exception for you. Split that C. So, people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses, chariots, charioteers, they chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. God was like, you guys are looking all wet. <laughs> <laughs> you need a towel down there? He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Hey, let's get out of here away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Oh, scram, see? General God is here leading his <laughs> fucking war. He dropped a bunch of micro machines on the bottom of the Red Sea. <laughs> they're, all, <laughs> they're all stepping on it. Ow! It's like sharp little Christmas ornaments down there. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, uh, Raise your hand over the sea again, and the waters will rush back. And, uh, I'll cover the Egyptians and their chariots and uh, their charioteers, too. So, 
As the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back into its usual place. Well, the Egyptians only tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Hey. That's his go-to move. You're all wet. Because <laughs> they had death by sea. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I just imagine he's making all kinds of puns like uh, fucking Mr. Freeze in Batman. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground as the water stood up like a wall on both sides. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hands of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and his servant Moses. Moses, that's some pretty fucked up shit you were overseeing back there. I think I believe in you now. Is that it? Now, I'll skip to the last page of the whole Old Testament just to see what it's all about. Well, was this the end? Of the, was this the end? How much is in between? Yeah, how many pages are we talking? Does it just, does it do like 10 commandments and then bam, like good luck out there? No, there's a ton, dude. There's a ton. Well, why are we skipping a ton? Because uh, we're going to be here for years if we try to get through all of this. Well, I got years. I've got like 590 years left. All right, so what, 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 why are we skipping to the end of the Old Testament from this story? There's nothing left to talk about with the sea? Why did we start so late in the story? I was just trying to cut to the chase. Oh, all right. Well, anything cool happened, Ganesh? I know you're the master of this stuff. Anything good happened between right where we are and right now Okay. to wherever we're going? So let me give you a little little lay of the land here, all right? Okay, let's hear it. What's the latest? I mean, this is news for me too, but basically the Old Testament's broken up into quite a number, maybe 20 okay, maybe. Like parts. Maybe 20 right? parts, okay. And they're all different names. So Genesis, that's the first one. That was with the... The snake and all that. I remember that from a 20 minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. That's number one. This is number two. This is Exodus. Okay. All right. Now there's like 20 more parts that all have different names. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else we got cooking? Is this like when they're in the desert for like hundreds of years? Oh, when's that? Did we do that yet? Oh, that might be now. Let me just, I'm, I'm looking at the little cliff notes here. You got cliff right, notes? What's next? What's next here? We got the. I want to see them in wandering in the desert, dude. Um, there's a journey. Let my people. There's a covenant. Go. And there's some laws that are written, it looks like. Hammurabi, I know him. All right. So I'll just start back right where we were. Thank you. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of the Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. Should have brought a canteen. I mean, come on. God is like the water dude. You think you couldn't? Yeah, right. Honestly, if I was Moses, I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> like, you broke me out of Egypt and you didn't give me a, a bottle of uh, Poland Spring to bring with me. Evian, Aquafina, Fiji. That's the good stuff. Smart water, even. Hell, I'll take a Gatorade. Then the whole community of Israel set out from Elim and journeyed into the wilderness of Sin between Elim and Mount Sinai. They arrived. I know that. Yeah. Big hospital, man. Correct. <laughs> they arrived there on the Upper East Side on the 15th day of the second month. <laughs> they trekked across the massive Central Park. One month after leaving the land of Egypt. There, too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. Oh, if only the Lord had killed us back there in Egypt, they moaned. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be that guy. I'd be the guy just complaining the whole fucking way. Oh, for sure. Me, too. This sucks, Moses. Where's your God now, huh? There we sat around pots filled with meat <laughs> and, uh, and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you've brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. 
Good point. All around. Men. I agree. Lord said to Moses. Yeah. Shut these guys up. <laughs> I can't stand this criticism. You know this. Moses, do, do something about this. You're my number two, Moses. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do everything? I'm delegating. This isn't supposed to go over your head, Moses. I'm not supposed to see this. You take care of this. <laughs> they report to you. You eat up all this shit so I don't have to deal with it, Moses. I got bigger fish to fry. Look, I'm going to rain down some food from heaven for you. All right. Oh, hell yeah. Hoagies. <laughs> Moses? Glad you with a chance of meatballs uh, over here. Okay. You beat me to <laughs> Sorry. that. I was going Sorry, for Shane. it. <laughs> oh my god can we talk about if we want to talk about modern art the illustrations in cloudy with a chance to meet boss yeah. changed my life changed my life forever if if one one piece of art like had a lasting effect as much as that I, i'm hard pressed to find it that book uh-huh. was a visual inspiration gotta say it is beautiful for sure certainly much more visually appealing than the bible <laughs> Maybe that's my Bible. So, Cloudy with a chance of people. Yeah, I agree. It's certainly a miracle if that were to happen. What kind of food do you think God's raining down on them? Just fucking carbonara? <laughs> piping hot noodles and sauce? In the desert? Yeah, that's his style. Probably. <laughs> guy's got a carbo load. <laughs> Eat up. All right. So I'm raining some food down. Each day the people can go out. They can pick up as much food as they need for that day. I'm going to test them. All right, and this... See whether or not they follow my instructions, and then... This guy's constantly about testing. He's a manipulator. On the sixth day, they're going to go gather their food, and when they prepare it, there will be twice as much as usual. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, By evening you'll realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaints, which are against him, not against us. What have we done that you should complain about us? Moses is passing the buck, dude. <laughs> He's like, hey, this ain't my fault, right? The Lord, he came up with this whole plan. Then Moses added, the Lord is going to give you meat to eat in the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning after he has heard all your complaints against him. What have we done? <laughs> yes, your complaints are against the Lord, not against us. The people are chanting, desert, desert, desert. We want cannolis. Bah, bah. Then Moses said to Aaron, <laughs> Announce this to the entire community of Israel. Present yourself before the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. A lot of this Bible so far has been about, you know, food and food preparation. I would have gotten into it sooner if I knew this. And as Aaron spoke to the whole community of Israel, they looked out toward the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud. Then the Lord said to Moses, oh, There he is. <laughs> oh, that's him up there. He looks good. Handsome. That's the guy. They're all pointing up. Yeah, I know that guy. That guy? Him? I've seen that guy. He's the one with all the water. Then the Lord said to Moses, uh, I've heard the Israelites' complaints. Now I uh, tell them, in the evening you'll have some meat, and in the morning you're going to have all the bread you want. All right? <laughs> Moses is just God's HR department. <laughs> he was just forwarding it all. <laughs> to whom am I concerned? Then you'll know that I'm your Lord. I'm the Lord. You're God. All right. I'm familiar. I get it, man. Now that evening, a vast number of quail flew in and covered the camp. Hmm. And then the next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. When the dew evaporated, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. We got dipping dots out here. 
God's got ice cream of the future out here for us. <laughs> Everybody, the Lord said, scoop your dipping dots. <laughs> and he hath provided for us. But quail is a real shit bird to send down there. Their eggs are so small. Couldn't send me a couple chickens. Maybe some biscuits, mac and cheese. I don't know if I've ever had a quail. I always assumed that they were kind of like uh, exotic type. You know, you go to somewhere fancy, you get, get yourself a nice quail. I think of it. I think it must be a gamey kind of bird. That's what I think. It's rustic. It's a cunt. It's a country bird. Mm. It's not. And that's true. I mean, sure, it's fine. He stopped saying the word country right at the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to eat a quail. I'd send it back. Hey, God. <laughs> What else he got back there, huh? Hey, turkeys. <laughs> you sending me this this disgusting little game bird? Yeah, there's a lot of them. He should have been dropping turkeys on them if they wanted birds. Hey, God, you got any drumsticks back there? Maybe some gravy and mashed potatoes? Can I get all flats, please? <laughs> you got lemon pepper? Big guy. <laughs> Mango hab? Yeah, I know it's a dollar extra. It's fine. It's not... I'll take blue cheese, please. Oh, man. My stomach's growling. I'd love a wing. What'd you have for dinner? I had some sushi. But now I kind of want a quail mm-hmm. and some Mountain Dew or whatever they got. And some Mountain yeah, that's right. God, God gave them a big old two liter of Dew. <laughs> They're like, couldn't spring for the three liter? There's a bunch of us out here. <laughs> it's like, they don't make three liters anymore. <laughs> God's like, no, for you will make gravity bong. <laughs> oh, man. God sent us a bucket and a two-liter bottle. <laughs> we got we got all this hash from the old country. <laughs> now that's my kind of Bible. As we know, my previous experience with the Bible is similar. All right, what happened? We're all eating quail and dipping dots. What are we working with now? Yep. So the dew evaporated. They got this uh the, the dipping dots. All right, Israelites <laughs> were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. <laughs> what is this? Little balls of ice cream? Yeah. I had no idea what it was. And Moses told him, It is the food the Lord has given you to eat. These are the Lord's instructions. Each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person in your tent. God, my, this guy's a taskmaster. The people of Israel did as they were told. Some gathered a lot, some only a little. But when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> Tying up some loose ends in the Bible. Those who gathered a lot. <laughs> yeah, they all had enough. Whatever. <laughs> those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. And those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. Then Moses told them, nah, just don't keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen and they kept it until morning. But by then, it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell. Oh, God. Like, I can't have leftovers? <laughs> no doggy bags. No doggy bags from God. It's the same as, like, parking meter attendance. It's the same, like, logic, right? Same vibe, yeah. Like, just, like, for no reason other than to be cumbersome of just, like, enforcing rules on that are just so bogus. Yeah. God is basically just, like, the hall monitor of Earth. Yeah, it's like you go to a Golden Corral, right? And you got your last plate, right? You know, it's your third plate, and you got it, and you decided, you know, you were going for it. You take a couple bites of your macaroni, and you're like, man, I don't want the rest of this, but I don't want it to, to go to waste. But they won't let you take it out of there. They're just going to throw it away. Why can't I take that food home with me? Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. God is like a Golden Corral. You can't take that shit to go. We got rules here. Number one, you can't take it to go. And number two, don't put your hands in the chocolate fountain. And number three, the next morning, it all gets maggots all over it. 
that is universally true for Golden Girl. All right. Well, what? Uh, what? What? So everybody's got maggots in their food the next morning. So Moses was pretty pissed. All right. God, what's up with the maggots, dude? We're trying to win hearts and minds down here. <laughs> After this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its need. And then as the sun, give these guys a fucking break. We're in the desert. And then as the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. And then on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much as usual, four quarts for per, per person instead of two. Dippin' dots when they melt, that's when it gets fun. That's when it's just ice cream. No, but like <laughs> then it's like still ha- like retains most of the circles, but it melts a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. That's true. The form. Yeah, I get you. You know what happened with Dippin' Dots? They were on the rise in the 90s and then they blew it. Whoever is the CEO of Dippin' Dots fucked it up. They didn't blow it. They're in every single stadium you go to. Why can't I buy Dippin' Dots in a store? Why do I have to go to a stadium? <laughs> Why are they only what, what kind of food only exists within the context of being at a stadium? That's insane. I want to buy Dippin' Dots and put it in my freezer and eat it at home. They put a lot of money into like shopping malls, which just uh, didn't survive the recession. I gotta say, the more I think about it, the more the more Dippin' Dots is kind of like God because you have to eat it in the one place you're at, and if you take it away, it's destroyed. I'm. Mean, it's making sense to me now why he gave them this. <laughs> Let there be dots. <laughs> then all the leaders of the community came and asked Moses for an explanation. He told them, well, that's just what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath day apart, set apart for the Lord. On the side, Moses, Moses is just like, this guy's nuts. Just he, <laughs> That's just what he said we got to do, all right? I'm not arguing with him. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what's left for tomorrow. So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. Moses said, Eat this food today, for today is a Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground tomorrow. You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground that day. It's like, yo, God, how about you whip up uh, a table or something? You gotta put this shit on the ground? God gets off on humiliating these people. He's like, you gotta eat this food, but it's on the dirty ground. (laughs) What do you think about that? He's really hands-on in this moment. I agree. The God I know is very hands off. <laughs> so something changed. <laughs> well, let's stop there. All righty. Are we, uh, do how many of what sections have we read here so far? Five? Six? First page. We did first page. We did Adam and Eve. We did Noah. We did plague and we did, and we did this five. So do we want to wrap up the old Testament here? Yeah. Make this an episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Do we have the uh, do we have the stamina to sit here and do a lot more? What do you want to do? I think rather do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's fine with me. Yeah, let's do that. All right, folks. Yeah, this is going to be a two-parter. We have bitten off more than we can chew here, much like the people in the desert. And we are, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap up the Old Testament here. We're going to come back next time with the New Testament, catch up with the young blood, JC, see what he's all about. Uh, and yeah, thank you for listening. I guess we're not going to cast this. It's already been made. Planet of the Apes, baby. Charlton Heston in every role. So yeah, that's that. Uh, our first two-parter. And the next episode will, sadly, be the very last episode of the Amazon Book Club. Uh, and then we will come back with a vengeance in January as Let's Stop There. Uh, so hey, uh, thank you to Chris Linquist for our artwork. Thank you to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, you can find us at bookclubpodcast.com for now. AMZM Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Patreon.com slash AMZM Book Club if you want to subscribe, $5 a month. Got uh, some new premium apps. We just released 
the book that Die Hard was adapted from, a Christmas classic. If you want to go throw us a few dollars, you can check that out. Uh, and yeah, other than that, anything else you want to say here before we uh, depart for the second to last time? I feel like I learned something tonight, fellas. I learned a lot about the marketing and the release of the McRib, which I feel I feel grateful for. Uh, yeah, what have you learned? What did you learn tonight, Shane? Um, hmm. uh, I'm still processing. Well, we'll come back to you next time. Uh, Ganesh, what did you learn? I learned that the writers of this book were really hungry when they were writing it. And yeah, way more food content than I was realizing. It's like going to a grocery store hungry, right? You just start buying everything. So you're, if you, I assume it's the same way if you're writing, you know, you start writing about, you mention a goat. Well, you're going to talk about that goat for a little bit, right? Very George R.R. R. Martin getting lost in the food. It's like, all right, let's, let's keep the story flowing here. You need to hear about how you're cooking the meat. I'm with you. All right. Hey, that's that. We'll be back next week with uh, the New Testament. We're going to wrap this baby up. And uh, I think we're going to learn a little bit more about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, bye. Love you. <laughs>